It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Giants Extra Point is brought to you by American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football giants. Learn more at picknrg.com. And by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul Dottino with you as we're recapping the Giants' 44-20 loss to the Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. This was a 17-10 game at the half before the Cowboys outscored the Giants 27-10 in the second half. They put on quite the offensive clinic. Dallas finishing with 515 total yards, went 8-14 for on third down and was able to pound the football on the ground as they've been doing all throughout the course of this season, 39 runs for 201 yards. We'll get into more on the statistical front as we move forward, but I want to bring in Jeff Eagles. And Jeff, you had the Cowboys score on each of their final five possessions of this game. They only punted once. Giants defense, as we've seen throughout the course of this season, had a very hard time getting off the field today. Well, it's because they have a hard time tackling. That's uh, you know, if you're going to make plays, you got to, you know, Carl Banks will say it on the broadcast that if you're if you're there, you can make the tackle. And I think that you know this carried over from last week against the Saints when we saw how bad the tackling was there. We thought it would get a little bit better today, but you know, Lance, that's that's the big deal. I mean, they, this team just could not tackle. And the once again, the Cowboys they they knew that you knew that the Cowboys could run the football. They ran it for over 200 yards again today. Now, as far as the other side of things, Paul, in terms of the offense, it's easy to point to all of the injuries that piled up in this game. There's no doubt about it. They lost an overwhelming amount of talent. But you knew going into this game they would have to keep pace with the Dallas Cowboys offense, and they just were not able to match in terms of the efficiency that Dallas brought to the table. Well, you know, Lance, they, they got uh, the three points on the opening drive of the third quarter, and technically they were still in the game until the war of attrition just totally destroyed them. I mean, at one point, I believe the graphic that Fox said was that the Giants had 70% of their offense that they had gained so far this season was out due to injury by the time they got to the third quarter. I mean, I don't know that anybody can calculate a comeback when you've got that kind of injury list. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com every weekday, all part of the Giants Podcast Network. The archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. We'll step aside. We should be hearing from Joe Judge as well as getting some player reaction. Giants fall to the Cowboys 44-20 to in Arlington, Texas. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Matthew Parrott, and you're listening to the Giants football on the fan. WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Jones wants the ball before the play clock expires. Gets it. Rolls right. Just heaves it down the right sideline. Passes caught along the sideline. Did he get his feet in? Yeah. Yes, Kadarius Tony. In Cowboys territory, Jones just threw up a prayer, and Tony answered it. 
And that is the play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com, Ford official vehicle of the New York Giants. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow with you. That was one of 10 catches for 189 yards for rookie wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Unfortunately, he was ejected late in the game for throwing a punch at Cowboys defensive back DeMonte Casey after he was tackled, so he wasn't able to finish this game. But with that being said, he is the player of the game brought to you by the members and contractors of local 825 operating engineers. He like 825 building our future as Kadarius Toney putting together career highs in terms of receptions as well as receiving yards, tons of explosive plays, but it was not enough as the Giants fell to the Cowboys 44-20. to We should be hearing from Joe Judge shortly as the coach's press conference will be brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. In the meantime, we'll step aside. Giants fall to the Cowboys by 24 in Big D. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Devontae Booker, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Fourth and goal at the one. Glennon calling signals. Handoff. Booker, and he dives into the end zone for a giant touchdown. So they go for it on fourth and goal from inside the one. Devontae Booker goes airborne. And the Giants are an extra point away from tying it. That was the scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. It capped a 12-play, 88-yard drive, took 551 off the clock, and it tied the game at 10 in the second quarter. The Cowboys would have a 17-10 lead at the half, and they certainly did not look back in the second half, outscoring the Giants 27-10. to We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegels, Paul Dottino with you. We are expected to hear from head coach Joe Judge momentarily. In the meantime, the game breakdown is brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com, Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And we're going to look at some team statistics, and this tells a story of disparity when you look at the total yardage, 515 for the Cowboys, 367 for the Giants, 201 rushing yards for Dallas, 73 for New York, and third down efficiency. The Cowboys came in converting 50% of the time. They were 8 for 14. The Giants were just 4 of 13, though they did go for it on fourth down three times and converted twice. The Cowboys were 1 for 2 in that category. Jeff, to me, a big turning point in this game you get two early takeaways against a team that had a plus seven turnover differential, and you walk away with no points off of any of those takeaways. That was a huge opportunity mm-hmm. to set the tone early. Yeah, because, you know, going into halftime, that's why the score was down. You had those two takeaways, but you didn't do anything with them, like you said. I think one of the big turning points, too, in this game was, you know, the Bradbury drop, and then also there was a, a point in time when, the Giants could stop somebody before the half, and it's 10-10, to 10, and they go down and have a couple of big third-down conversions, and then they give up a touchdown pass um, that really that was the play where uh, Radarius Williams, the ball just went right through through him. I don't know what – look, the replay went right through his hands. So, yeah, some just missed opportunities there. 
Yeah, that was the touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, Jeff, that you were yep. referring to as Dallas was able to convert several third downs. Yeah, before go up we get 17 to 10. Again, 100%. And yep. just like that, same troubles that we saw in the first few weeks of the season. Now, what Jeff was alluding to is the troubles that the Giants have had late in the first half. Week one through week five now, the Cowboys are the latest team to have scored a touchdown during at least a two-minute drill, Paul. You had a touchdown in week one, as well as two, three, four, and five, and it's been a killer because it's given the opposition momentum. And you know, the interesting part about it, uh, this time there was no double dip because the Giants got the ball to start the second half and actually went down and got a field goal. So Dallas did not get that double dip where you get two scores sandwiched around the halftime. So that was a little bit of a change. But going back to that drive, what I think is really annoying to the Giants as they probably go back and go through it. I mean, I'm looking at my notes here, and, and you know, what do I see? But, I mean, they had a sack on the drive. And usually if you get a sack on a drive like that, you've got a chance to short-circuit it. But even when they were able to make a play on that drive. Now, I'm looking here. Cooper caught a 21-yarder against the Dory Jackson on a third and two from the Dallas 30. You know what, Paul? Hold that thought. i got to interrupt you. Joe Judge is now at the podium addressing the media. You know, you got to give credit to the other team. Obviously, did a good job. They came out on top. There's some things that we did well in the game, some things that we were encouraged by. Obviously, enough of it wasn't good enough to come away with the results we won right there. So we'll look at the tape before we make any kind of broad stroke statements. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be questions about some other things I'll make sure I address right now. So that being said, I'll open up for you. So did, um, did Kadarius get hurt at the end of the game? What was, what's his status? KT? Is he okay? Uh, I haven't heard anything from the trainers right there. He dealt with some things throughout the game, kind of going up and down. He obviously kept fighting through it right there. Pretty uh, taxing game on you guys, you know, Daniel, Saquon, Kenny. I mean, what, what was kind of the emotions of the team dealing with all of that today? Can you be more specific? I just mean, like, battling through all their key, these key guys going down as the game was going on. Like, how did you feel like they responded to that, I guess? Your guys are going to keep playing. That's not ever going to be a question. We're going to play for 60 minutes, you know, so you don't want anybody to get hurt. You don't want your teammates to get hurt. You don't want the other team to get hurt either. You know, I say it all the time, but that's just the truth. So you want everyone to come out of the game healthy. That's part of the way we, you know, our philosophy we believe in. You know, in terms of, you know, the next man up mentality, I thought there's a lot of good examples today, you know, in the game of guys stepping up and taking on different roles and being productive, making plays. Uh, we'll check on the status of the guys who left the game, see where they're at. I couldn't give you any answers in terms of next week at this point right now. We'll see where they're at, you know, going forward. But I'd say in terms of how our team responded, it's exactly what I expect. Okay, I expect, that, you know, whoever's in the game to play, I expect the entire team to come down here ready to go and tell you guys all the time, whoever's at the game, I expect to play and expect to be productive. What did you I really don't know much more than what they've told you guys as far as at least at ankle. Uh, we'll see where it goes going forward. Uh, I believe he did. I don't know what the results are just yet, Jordan. I saw him at halftime real quick, walked in. Just a... I mean, possibly. I didn't go through the results with him. I walked by him at halftime, checked to see how he was feeling. I also went over and saw Kenny, how he was feeling. Got the updates. He'd be out for the second half. and went back and made sure he made the adjustments with the coaches. So in terms of all the medical stuff, we kind of roll fast with that. Obviously, I have a lot of concern for my players. We'll go and kind of get the full rundown. But in the heat of the moment as you're going, what you're really looking for in the game is, is he up or is he down? And you got to make sure you move on with personnel moves, make sure everybody's sound and ready to roll. We, uh, I think we saw your reaction, but how unacceptable is what Kadarius did there? Look, there's a, there's a pretty distinct line, okay, in terms of, you know, competing. 
and doing things that we're not going to condone as a team that put us behind. Uh, that's not going to be accepted. It's not going to be condoned. So, you know, that's as far as I'm going to go right now with that. Obviously, it resulted in him leaving the game, and I'm just going to leave it at that right there. Any concern about suspension? I'll let the league deal with that. I think he's look. I think he's being very productive. He's a very talented player. I've said for a number of weeks that you know, especially that position, the receiver position, it takes some time to really learn a league. There's a lot of differences coming from college to the league for those positions. This guy's obviously has a lot of just natural ability. He's building a lot of technique, a lot of savvy. He's really understanding what the other teams are giving him, and he's making plays. I mean, obviously, he was highly productive for us today as far as getting the ball, making plays down the field. I think he's a tough dude. I don't think there's any question about that. I think he's a very smart football player. Okay? I'm not sure we're talking to him. So, you know, if you have talked to him, what? I have not talked to him yet. I'll tell you right now. Okay, go ahead. I have not talked to him since, you know, on the field. So. Does he have some? Does he have some? Chuck, can I? Did you get a chance to talk to Daniel? And what was, I mean, he seemed pretty woozy there on the field. I'm not going to any medical diagnosis. I saw him in the locker room afterwards right there. Just checked on him. Uh, in terms of where he'll go towards next week, Dan, I'm going to answer for you right now. We'll see where he goes. Obviously, we're all hopeful that he'll be back and he'll be healthy. Um, I thought Mike got in, did some productive things as well today. So we'll see where we're medically at a number of positions going forward for this week. Just circling back, Joe, does Tony have some growing up to do? You want to be more specific about that? Some maturing to do. I think every, I think every rookie has a lot of maturing to do. If you're asking specifically about an incident, I'm going to address that with the team. Okay, I'm just set with the players individually as well as collectively, make sure we're on the same page. Shouldn't be any confusion in that at all. Um, I'll leave it at that. As far as him traveling back, yeah. I've received no notice that he couldn't travel back with us. Before the game, Andrew Thomas, what, you activated him but didn't right. play him. So would he have some sort of setback after warm-ups? No, we thought he was at a point that we were going to really just kind of bring him in and we're going to use him, you know, emergency if needed. You know, want to get out there, let Matt and Nate go out there and play. They practiced all week. You know, thought they did a good job for the most part in the game. I'd look at the tape and kind of make, you know, final assessment. But I thought for the most part, the offensive line with a lot of moves. There were some things early in the game we had to settle down and move on from. thought there was a lot of productive things they did today. In terms of Andrew specifically, that kind of incorporated in the plan we're thinking about going forward anyway. Did Segura get hurt? Is that why Wes Martin played, or did, was that a normal rotation? No, we're planning on rotating those guys going in and kind of making both guys play. That was pre-planned. We'll come back here. Joe, with, with, obviously with Daniel, not to talk right. specifically the injury, yep. but to see how it played out from your perspective, uh, I, my term would be scary. Did you see that from him? Were you obviously concerned when it seemed like he took a misstep there and, and needed help? Talking about when he came over from the hit? Yeah, when he, was, when he got up and it didn't seem like he did. Yeah, to be honest with you, with the vantage point I had, some of it kind of got lost in the shuffle behind the players. Uh, I kind of got more kind of word in my ear in terms of what he was. Uh, trainers went out there. You know, I kind of asked, hey, is this something I got to go check on? They say he's up, he's, he's doing okay. And then I saw him obviously get removed right there. I checked on him, you know, as soon as we came on in and kind of saw that where he was right now. Um, look, I, you don't want any player hurt in any capacity. I think obviously when you see any kind of player in kind of that mode you referred to, I didn't specifically see that with my own eyes. Um, obviously, I was told, like, hey, be alert. This is what happened. You know, you're always right away just, okay, think about the player and their well-being first. You said, you said that uh, you wait on the NFL's judgment on Kadarius, but would you consider suspending a player? I'm not getting any hypotheticals right now, Pat. I'm going to go through a whole situation and kind of, you know, gather information. How disappointing was what you saw from your defense today? I mean, they, they had over, I think it was the amount of numbers, over 500 yards. Yeah, obviously, we have to play better. We have to coach better. We have to execute better. So that's across the board. A lot of things tie into that. And we look at the tape, 
make the adjustments, make the corrections. There's a lot of things we have to do right now going forward. Uh, it's definitely a phase that has to be a weapon for us. It's a phase of the ability to be a weapon, a phase that's stepped up, made a lot of key plays for us throughout the year already. Uh, there's some things we got to make sure that we go ahead and keep improving on as a team. Best players on that side of the ball aren't stepping up, making plays. There's chances for interceptions, chances to make tackles, and it's just not coming through. Yeah, I'm not going to go into any kind of you know hypothetical answer right there, Dan. I'm going to look at the tape and just correct the fundamentals on every play and make sure that we go ahead and we go out there and practice, put ourselves in position, and make the plays. What was your eyeball take on Glennon, and uh, you know, what what can you do with him if he has to play next week? Well, Mike can run the offense. I'd say as simple as that. You know. Our deal is when a guy gets in, we want to go ahead and stick to the game plan as much as we can. Is there always maybe a curveball here or there? It's for a specific player. Yeah, there's things within the game plan. You kind of pencil in for a certain receiver, tight end, running back, or maybe even a quarterback. But I'd say in terms of Mike, the plan would be to go out there and just run the offense. You know, Mike does a good job preparing. I thought in terms of the eyeball test of him getting out there today, there's a lot of things he did well. A lot, a lot of positions he put us in a chance to have success. Um, Mike's had a lot of experience, you know, in terms of how he comes to work to prepare every day as if he's going to take every snap. I thought that showed up today on the field in terms of how he performed. Joe, you said you talked to Daniel. Did, did he seem okay after the game? Uh, I'm going to be very careful in how I select my words there because all of a sudden something I say gets spun into, you know, Joe says this or that about someone's health. Uh, I checked on the player. Um, I'm going to leave it at that right there. I'm going to be fair to the player right there in terms of, you know, not me making some, you know, snap medical diagnosis that puts him on some list of expectations. Did you have a conversation with him? It was very brief when I came off the field. He, he answered back. He spoke. He yes, said. he was able to speak. Yeah. Is it difficult to be positive looking ahead when you have all these key guys going down to injury? No. No, we're positive every week. We're going to get on the tape right now. We're going to look at, the, you know, this game, correct the mistakes. Look at our next opponent, put together the best plan for our team to go out there, have success, make sure we coach the best game we possibly can, and go out there and execute. We're positive every week. We look every week to go out there and have success, whatever it takes. Whoever's up, we play with. Whatever it's going to take in the game plan, that's what we're going to do. Two more. How did you think Booker played? I think overall, from, from you know the eyeball test, I thought he did some solid things out there for us. You know, obviously finishing right there in the end zone at the end. Um, did some tough running right there. I saw him step up in some blitz pickups. You know, and pick up the safety off the edge a couple of times, do a nice job right there. Uh, obviously, got to watch the tape and see exactly, you know, what he did. And there's going to be some things we have to correct, build on. But, look, he practices hard for us. He plays hard. We have confidence in him as a player. How tough is this for Saquon? Uh, did you get a chance to talk to him? I mean, he just came back from a serious knee injury. He's on crutches. Obviously, I couldn't, spe I couldn't speak directly for the player in terms of, you know, how tough something might be for them. Uh, I care about the wealth or the welfare and health of the player. So we'll do the best thing by him. And if he's ready to go out there and play, we'll be out there and play. If there's something we have to go ahead and make sure we get him back to health for a course of time, we'll do that for him as well. Okay. Right. That's John's right, head coach, coach Joe Joves. Let's throw it back over to Lance. We'll take a quick break. Then we should have, start having some players coming out here in just a moment, guys. All right, thanks so much, John. You heard Joe Judge run through some of the injured players, so it's only appropriate that we take you through the injury report brought to you by Hackensack Meridian Health. Keep getting better. Daniel Jones left this game due to a concussion. Saquon Barkley, ankle injury. Kenny Galladay was ruled out because of a knee issue, as well as cornerback Radarius Williams. And Andrew Thomas was active, but he did not play. He had a foot injury coming into this game. So it truly is the walking wounded for the New York Giants. They will have a lot of players that will have to undergo further testing moving forward as they prepare for the L.A. Rams. Let's head back to the podium. Kenny Galladay now speaking to the media. Uh, it happened in the first quarter. I pretty much kind of, I guess, hyperextended it. Tried to, you know, fight through it. Um, but, I mean, the pain kind of got a little bit worse. 
summer and then a couple of the little nicks and now this? Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Do you think there's any chance you can play on Sunday? Uh, go back tomorrow, you know, get some imaging, hopefully. Hope for the best. How hard is it to look around? You know, you have all these injured guys, and you're looking at all the basically all the playmakers on the team. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it is crazy, you know, just looking looking at it. But you know, I got all the faith in the world at, at you know the other guys. You know, KT played well today. Um, you know, pretty much just me- next man up mentality. How hard in particular is it to see Saquon go down the way he did after all these battles, and then? Daniel obviously had a scary moment with that concussion. I know you're dealing with your knee at that point probably, but what was it like seeing those guys go down in that way? Oh, it's tough. I mean, you know, just when you see that, you know, I know as far as me, I just want to go out there and do the best I could do and, you know, make make a play for the team, you know, and try to, you know, do the best I could do. What is your message for Kadarius after he does something like he did out there? Um, just learn from it. You know, um, the score wasn't looking right. But at the at the same time, you know what I told him. You know, you did everything, you know, that you could possibly do as far as just you know being a receiver, going out there making plays, doing what's best for the team. Um, but plays like that, you know, um, that can hurt the team. What have you learned about him, the player, this week and last week? You know, what you've ever seen. It's one thing to see him practice, but it's another thing to see what he can bring to the team in games. Um, just a playmaker, and, he, and, he, and he's showing it. He shows it at practice, and um, these past two weeks, he's, he's showing it even more. Hey, where, where are you guys mentally as a team right now? Like post game locker room, one and four. So many key guys go down. Like, how are the guys feeling? Uh, next man up mentality, and just get back to work. Period. Did that, did that happen um, on the play that Diggs like jumped and you guys collided? Or uh, yeah. I don't think for a young guy like Tony, who has a lot of potential, you see it in him. You've been in the league for a while, right? So, <clears throat> does he still have some maturing to do with things like that? And how do you go about kind of guiding him through that? Um, at the end of the day, he's still a rookie. He got, he got a lot of learning to do. Um, he's going to make mistakes. Um, only thing I can really do is tell him not to make that mistake. At the end of the day, like I said, he he's a rookie. Um, I'm pretty sure he wish he could have had that moment back, and you know, turned the other cheek. He'll learn from it. To be honest, I I thought he had just got the wind knocked out of him because he can't, you know he laid there for a second but got up, put his hands on his knees, and I mean anytime you see any player you know kind of stumble a little bit, you know doesn't matter quarterback or not, um, kind of scary. So you know definitely just trying to make sure he was all right. Oh uh, yeah, uh, he's in good spirits. Say what kind of spirits was he, and I'm sure you have to talk to him in the locker room there. And that's a tough thing for him to have to go, you know, suffer after he you know, just came back. Also, um, it's, it's, it's you know, it's it's fresh, so I'm pretty sure it's frustrating from for him. But at the same time, you know, he was in good spirits as well. Um, you know, hopefully he hopefully he's able to go. That's Giants wide receiver Kenny Galladay. Guys, let's take a really quick break. When we come back, we'll have somebody else here at the podium from Dallas on the WFN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. 
Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping Dallas's 44-20 win over the Giants. Giants now 1-4 and four on the season. The Cowboys improving to 4-1. and one. We should be hearing more player reaction coming up. The player press conferences are brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company of the New York Giants. Right before we stepped aside, we heard from Kenny Galladay. He said he hyperextended his knee, tried to play through it. But it was too difficult, and he is expected to be getting an MRI once the team returns to East Rutherford, New Jersey. Let's run you through today's stats brought to you by the New York State Department of Health. COVID is spreading. Protect yourself and the people you love. Get vaccinated today. Mike Glennon replaced Daniel Jones. He went 16 of 25 for 196 yards. A touchdown pass to Devontae Booker through two interceptions, one of which was returned for a touchdown by Anthony Brown of the Cowboys. The Giants ran the ball 25 times, just 73 yards. They did have a rushing score, thanks to Booker as well. Kadarius Toney was the leading receiver, 10 catches for 189 yards before he was ejected late in the game for throwing a punch at DeMonte Casey. On Dallas's side, Dak Prescott, 22 of 32, 302 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. That was Lorenzo Carter, who deflected a pass and then was able to secure it for the pick, his first career interception. Dak was sacked two times in the game. They ran the ball 39 times for 201 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 21 carries for 110 yards at a touchdown. He also caught a touchdown. Tony Pollard added 14 carries for 75 yards. C.D. Lamb led the way with four receptions for 84 yards and a 49-yard touchdown. Amari Cooper had three for 60 and a score. And Dalton Schultz, their tight end, who had a field day in the middle of the field, specifically six grabs for 79 yards. On the defensive side of the ball, Logan Ryan and Tate Crowder each had eight tackles. And for Dallas, Micah Parsons also had eight tackles, six solo. So that is the breakdown of the individual statistics. And we did go over the Giants' rushing numbers. The Power Report brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. Who is that that's at the podium one more time? Mike Glennon. Let's hear from him. Okay, well, Mike Glennon apparently is a man of very few words. We are waiting to hear from Mike Glennon, and when we do, we will head back to the podium. As I mentioned, Mike Glennon did replace Daniel Jones. Okay, that was a false start. Now we believe Mike Glennon can be heard. So, uh, um, you have to focus on the game, and, uh, yeah, it's just a – that's kind of life of his backups. you got to be ready at any given time. How do you kind of send yourself, though? Because obviously you're worried for him. It's, I mean, a concussion is – scary as it gets like what, what how do you do that right I mean it's, it's a tough deal it was good to come in I mean we came in the halftime shortly after and I saw him um so that was good that it kind of was there but yeah for that second it's tough because you know we needed that touchdown at that, at that time but you're concerned for him so um I don't know it's a tough I've never been in that situation before um you know it was uh not you know ideal to to see him go down but have to focus on on football Speak to him at halftime? Yeah, I, I was able to speak to him at halftime. Yeah. And, and how, what did he tell you? Uh, that's a medical question. Mike, how, uh, how unique is Kadarius Tony's skill set? Yeah, he's special. I think he showed what he's capable of doing. Um, that was fun, you know, fun to see. And I think as a quarterback, um, he, when you get the ball in a guy's hands and you throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage and he ends up getting 12 yards, or I, don't, I don't know what he got, but. Um, that's just one. I mean, there's plenty of examples. You know, you throw him a short pass and he takes it. 
Um, you just don't see that at the NFL level very often, making guys miss like that. Um, he's got a unique skill set that uh, I think we're all finally seeing. And um, I'm glad he's on our team. Stop and start. I think his coach uh, Florida was close to the joystick. Sorry, what was good? How unique is that ability oh, to stop and yeah, start? Yeah, I mean, like I said, you just don't you don't see guys make people miss like that in the NFL very often. I mean, there's just not many guys that can do this that be that quick and um, you know to have the day he had. Uh, just hopefully is the beginning of, of what he's capable of doing. Like to sit there and see Saquon go down, Danny go down, Kenny go down. Like, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the guys I played with in the preseason, is to a certain extent. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think we handled it well. Those guys stepped in and, and, and did well. I mean, KT really stepped up, and uh, you know, we didn't miss a beat with, with, when you know at that receiver position because he just kept making play after play. Um, it was good to see some other guys, you know step in and, and, and contribute as well. With everything that was going on, I mean, you guys were there on the doorstep down two scores uh, on that play to KT in the back of the end zone. Were you, I mean, what did you see from that play? Did you think there was going to be a flag? Yeah, it was, a, it was a rollout to the right, and honestly, the whole kind of offensive line, defense line moves at the same time, so I couldn't see uh, it, what happened. It's kind of a... One of those things I saw him get out of the top to the top of the route, and it's a, a trust thing. So I just threw it to the area, and uh, but I wasn't able to see exactly what happened. How would you describe the state of the team right now? You're one and four, but uh, and with all these injuries, are you dealing with? I think uh, all we have to do is keep fighting and uh, come back to work. I mean, this is the NFL. You don't, you know, you put your head down, you come back the next week. Um, you know, starting tomorrow and. Put our best foot forward, and, and it's just business as usual. As usual, we just have to come back every day and and keep fighting, keep working, and uh, stick together. You're going to move forward as if you're going to start next week, Mike. I would think. Uh, you know, as you always kind of hear the cliche, prepare as, as the starter, and I think I do a good job of that. Um, just getting ready all the time, but obviously it'll probably be a little more amplified. But I have, um, I, I, I don't know, but obviously I think. I guess the mindset's a little different Sunday night this time than last Sunday night. So, That's Giants quarterback Mike Glennon, guys. We should still have James Bradbury and uh, Booker down here as well uh, before we wrap up. For now, Lance, let me throw it back to you. We could probably squeeze in one more break if you want. Okay, sounds like a plan, John. We appreciate it. Before we step aside, a reminder, Giants football brought to you by your local Ford stores for great deals on the full lineup. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. They fall to the Cowboys 44-20 in Arlington. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping the Giants' 44-20 loss to the Cowboys. Dallas has now won eight of the last nine meetings against New York, including five straight in Big D as the Cowboys improved to 4-1, first place in the NFC East. The Giants now fall to 1-4 overall, also 0-2 in the division. Devontae Booker now addressing the media. Devontae, you go from two weeks ago you were inactive and now you're you know, featured back in the offense. How was how'd you handle that jump, that whiplash? Um, uh, obviously, I prepare every week like a pro and, or, and a starter. And, um, you know, whatever goes, you know, I only can control what I can control. 
and stuff that happened today with Saquon. You know, like I said, I'm just being ready and prepared every week as if I'm, you know, the starter or whatever. But, um, you know, it sucks to see him go down. And, um, you know, I just got to be ready. The range of emotions down there at that goal line, Daniel has to play, and then obviously you, you guys see, you know, what's happening, and then to have to huddle up, Mike's in, Daniel's on the sideline. Could you kind of describe what you were thinking, and then obviously you end up scoring a touchdown? Uh, I really just was thinking about scoring. Um, you know, obviously in, injuries happen in a game uh, that we don't, you know, want to happen, but um, really it's just like a next play mentality. Uh, especially for us being right there on the goal line. We got to score. Um, and that was really just my whole mentality down there on the goal line. That was, um, I'm sure you've had some interaction with Saquon after we got hurt. How does he seem and you know, how devastating is this? Um, I mean, he, he, he's uh, you know, very humble. Um, you know, so he, he may be back next week. Who knows? Um, but like I said, as far as for me, it's just you know, continue to go out there and just work my butt off and prepare, you know, and and prepare like I'm the starter. Mike said it was like having the preseason lineup back out there. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, all the guys going down and, you know, we just, you know, this, this was, you know, what we prepared for. Um, I'm pretty sure all the guys, you know, prepare um, like this as if they're a starter, backup guys, third string or whoever. Um, you know, that's just our mentality. Um, you know, one guy go down, next man up, and you know you got to go out there and perform when you when the opportunity uh, comes to us. With that two-more, you ever fired a game like this where you lose your starting quarterback, start running back, top wide receiver? Not that I can kind of recall. Um, it's always just one, one or the other. And but uh, this um, today, you know, I was just like, damn. Um, but like I said, just next man up mentality, and we all got to go out there and perform and and fight our butt off. Talk more. Devontae, it's a different offensive line every week. How hard is that for the offense? And sometimes it's injuries, sometimes it's rotation. But how hard is that for the offensive line group? Um, it it can be hard at some point in time, but um, we all know what we're doing out there. It just you know we got to gel when it um. Jail when the offensive plays are called and, and, and go out and execute. Um, you know, it's like I said, it's week in, week out. Somebody could be up, somebody could be down due to an injury. And, you know, we just got to go out there and, and execute and go out there and play, win. Thanks. That's Giants running back Devontae Booker. We're standing by here in the press conference room in the bowels of AT&T Stadium. We should still have James Bradbury here. Before we wrap up and everyone loads up to get on their plane back to New York, Lance, I will let you know when James Bradbury is approaching the podium. For now, let's throw it back to you, Dots and Feeks. Okay, thank you so much, John. As we just heard from Devontae Booker, who filled in for the injured Saquon Barkley, who was hurt very early in this game, as after an incomplete pass from Daniel Jones, he stepped on the foot of Cowboys' Defensive back Jordan Lewis appeared to have rolled his ankle. He was able to walk off under his own power with the assistance of the training staff to the sideline, but then was ultimately carted off and ruled out of the game. So his status, Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay, three key players right now up in the air as they will now turn their attention to the Los Angeles Rams. And Jeff, as I just went over, 
you're talking about an offense that didn't just lose one playmaker, lost multiple playmakers. Despite that, though, there were still opportunities to get back in this game and get over the hump. It was a 10-10 game, and you could have very well went in the locker room, perhaps just like that, had they not given up that late touchdown. Yeah, and I, I just, you know, we talked about this last week um, in the New Orleans game, how, you know, this team just isn't good enough when you start making mistakes, and if they're not good enough to have that much depth when you have all these injuries. Now, I know that a lot of people are going to say that this is a big excuse, and yeah, you know what, you lost your starting quarterback, you lost your, your all-world running back, and by the way, we talked a lot about Saquon. Jeff, coming. you know what, i got to yep, cut you, you off again, we yep. got to get back to the podium, hold that thought, James Bradbury now speaking to the media. What happened on the uh, touchdown to CUN? Um... Third and eight or nine or whatnot. Um, I was expecting the route to be at the sticks. He ran past me, threw a touchdown pass. How about on the pass interference? Did you think that was? You think you got there early? Uh, I didn't see the video, uh, but I didn't think it was pass interference. Um, I have to go back and look at the video because honestly, obviously it was like in the heat of the moment, so I'm not sure if it was a PR or not. What what, uh, what are the emotions of this team? You know, you're one and four. Like your quarterback and the running back just got injured. A lot of other guys are banged up. Like, how, how are you guys handling this? Uh, we just got to show up to work on Monday, you know. Um, whether those guys are injured or not, you know, we're gonna, we got to show up Monday. We're going to have a game next Sunday. What did you see on the pass? You almost intercepted uh, right before Cooper's touchdown. Um, I was reading kind of the backfield a little bit. I saw the back flare out, and I was just expecting the inside breaking route. So that's why I was able to jump it. You want to catch that? I definitely should catch it. Definitely should catch it. James, obviously the offense has a lot of injuries, so everybody's going to look to the defense now to carry it, and you guys are not playing as well as you were last year. Why is that? What will it take to turn it around? Um, I can't really put my finger on why, why that is, um, but it starts with Monday. we got to show up, come up to work, come to work Monday, um, correct our mistakes, and then throughout the week we've got to execute at a high level so that when we get to Sunday we'll feel more comfortable out there. Complex than last year? No, I don't. I don't think it's more complex. Um, of course, I play corner, so my, my job doesn't really doesn't require a whole lot of mental um, mental gymnastics and stuff. The safety's jobs is a lot harder as far as mental stuff. Uh, mine is more hard. It's harder physically to do out there and do. The injuries were on offense to your quarterback, your running back, and your you know one of your top receivers. So it doesn't affect the defense, but does it affect the psyche of the whole team? You're in there at halftime, and you know this guy, this guy, and this guy are all not you know not playing anymore. I mean, it could potentially affect you, but I mean, our whole mentality is next man up. Um, we know we have playmakers that's behind our starters, um, and we have a lot of faith in those guys as well. So it's next man up. Can a, can a defense stop an offense without a pass rush or without a consistent pass rush? Hmm. I'm not sure. Um, I think it can be done. You just got to play better. You got to play better on the back end. All right, that's Giants cornerback James Bradbury, guys. Just an update. Uh, multiple reports here from some of the Giants beat writers that Saquon Barkley was um, in a boot and leaving the game um, and the locker room afterwards. And also, just to point out, uh, Ian Rappaport just reported on his Twitter feed, and I'll read it. Giant star running back Saquon Barkley is believed to have suffered a low ankle sprain, sources say, an energy that likely knocks him out next week. He'll have more tests, but he's best characterized as week-to-week. A fast healer, Barkley will work to miss only one week. That from Ian Rappaport again from his Twitter feed. We're done from Dallas, guys. Let's throw it back to you to take us home the rest of the way.
All right, thank you so much, John. Safe travels back to East Rutherford, New Jersey. So if it is indeed a low ankle sprain, that is much better news than a high ankle sprain, which usually means multiple weeks, perhaps, sideline. But he'll undergo further testing, and the Giants will know more in the coming days. We will step aside. When we come back, we'll get you caught up with everything else that happened across the NFL landscape in week number five. Jeff Fiegels, Paul Dettino will rejoin me as we'll continue to recap the Giants' latest setback in Arlington. They fall to the Cowboys 44-20, to and now we're 1-4 on the season. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. I'm Reggie Raglan, and now back to more Giants football on the fan. WFAN and WFAN-FN New York. Lance Meadow with you here as we take you through the NFL Week 5 scoreboard. There is one game currently in progress, Sunday Night Football. You have the Bills and the Chiefs scoreless in Kansas City with about nine and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Everything else went final from earlier today. Let's start with the late games. The Chargers outlasted the Browns 47-42. to Austin Eckler was shoved into the end zone for a late game-winning touchdown. He scored three times. Justin Herbert, five touchdowns, four passing one rushing. The Bears beat the Raiders 20-9. Justin Fields threw his first career touchdown pass. Cardinals improved to 5-0 by topping the Niners 17-10. Eagles rallied past the Panthers 21-18. Jalen Hurts ran in for two scores, including the go-ahead touchdown with just over two and a half minutes to go. Saints took care of Washington 33-22. Jameis Winston had four touchdown passes, including a pair of strikes to Marquez Calloway. Tom Brady threw for 411 yards and five touchdowns. Two to Antonio Brown, Another two to Mike Evans. Bucks crushed the Dolphins 45-17. Miami has dropped four straight. Steelers snapped a three-game skid, holding off the Broncos 27-19. Ben Roethlisberger threw for a pair of touchdowns. And Najee Harris collected 122 rushing yards and a score. Derrick Henry ran for 130 yards and three touchdowns as the Titans cruised past the Jaguars 37-19. Jacksonville 0-5 on the season. Texans rookie quarterback Davis Mills threw for 311 yards and three touchdowns. But it wasn't enough. The Patriots got past Houston 25-22. Nick Folk's 21-yard field goal with 15 seconds left. The difference. Vikings edged the Lions 19-17. A special teams play finally went in favor of Minnesota. Greg Joseph hit a 54-yard field goal. His time expired for the win. Detroit fell to 0-5. Mason Crosby missed three field goals, but he redeemed himself in overtime as his 49-yarder lifted the Packers over the Bengals 25-22. Green Bay has won four in a row since losing its season opener. Devontae Adams finished with 11 receptions for 206 yards and a touchdown. I'm sure all of his fantasy owners are smiles. Falcons topped the Jets 27-20 in London. Matt Ryan threw for 342 yards and two scores, including one to tight end Kyle Pitts, who had a breakout game. Nine receptions for 119 yards. The Jets had a pair of rushing scores in the loss. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz. Giants extra point. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow Tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul Dettino with you as we are recapping what transpired in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium as the Cowboys cruise past the Giants 44-20. So the Giants now 1-4 on the season, 0-2 in the division as they also lost to Washington earlier this season. And Jeff, right before I interrupted you earlier, we were talking about (laughs) all the injuries and the fact that even though they did have a lot of talent sidelined, this was a game within striking distance in the first half, tied at 10, and then the defense allows Dallas to move all the way down the field for a go-ahead touchdown, and 
That was probably one of many turning points in this game, but that was significant considering you really had Dallas exactly where you wanted at that point. Yeah, I mean, just to stop there, you're getting the ball in the second half, and you know, Paul mentioned it earlier. You know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, um, I don't know what the term. A double used, dip Paul. is what a he double referred dipper, to. Yes. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, and and you kind of just want your defense to go in there and 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 make a stand, you know, and and get the uh, momentum going in your favor on the road, and then getting the ball again at halftime and seeing what you could do with it. But you know, when you look back at this game, there's plenty of things you can point your finger at. Um, you know, defensively, the tackling to me is the most glaring one that you have to to really scratch your head about and you know a lot of people are probably going to try to figure out what's going on with this defense did the league figure out what that you know coach Graham was doing last year that he did so well that they've been able to to uh to do things differently to their defense this year I don't know but the fact is that I know the Cowboys just put up 515 yards and 200 yards rushing and um that's not good and especially when you're going to go on uh, at home against the Rams coming in next week with with just as potent an offense as they are yeah, and then you also look at the fact that Dallas, we knew coming in, Paul, and we talked about this in the pregame, they were 50% conversion rate on third down. And I believe one of the numbers you had thrown out was the fact that when they are in downs and distances for about four to five yards or less, it's money for them because yeah. of their ability to run the football, and those numbers sure. showed up all throughout this game. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, look, it's not a secret, guys. We talk about it all the time. The game starts in the trenches, yeah. and you know you've got to be able to run the ball, and you've got to be able to stop the run. Now, you don't have to do it for all four quarters, but you have to do it at the moments when it counts. And the Giants did not have any kind of situational running game early on, and they certainly didn't do anything to stop the Cowboys' run game at any time during the course of the afternoon. And that's just that's going to spell doom for you nine times out of ten. Maybe maybe that tenth time you play, you get lucky, and maybe you hold on to an interception or two, and maybe you you convert a couple of big plays, and maybe when your receiver gets beaten and down into the end zone, the penalty flag is called and, and you get you get a break there. But nine times out of ten, when when you lose on both sides of the running game, you will lose. It's really not a hard equation to figure out. Yeah, the other thing too, Paul, when you talk about opportunities, you know, and Lance, you mentioned this all the time. You know, you can get all the turnovers you want yep. in a game, but what you do with those is the important part sure. of it. And the Giants did nothing with the first two turnovers they got. I mean, the first the first drive for Dallas, they get a nice interception by Lorenzo Carter. They don't do anything with that. And so, you know, you're sitting there going, okay, well, you know, they got a turnover. You you know the statistics about turnovers. You know, the, the team that gets them the most wins the games. And, you know, those are some of the things that I always think about. But the bottom line is that, we talk about making plays again, and you got to do something with those turnovers. And the Giants just did nothing with them today. Yeah, you had the interception that you're referring to, and then they get in field goal range. It wasn't necessarily a chip shot, but Graham Gano, we know, is so consistent from 50-plus yeah. yards. He misses the field goal, so there goes that opportunity. And then you have Dak Prescott mishandle a snap when the Cowboys were knocking on the door, oh. and they really could have taken a comfortable lead, and then you go three and out. So you're 100% right, Jeff, and I know you're probably tired of hearing about it, but I'm going to continue to emphasize it. The turnover differential in this game was even, and you got two opportunities against a team that was very good at protecting the ball and very good at taking it away. Well, what did Dallas do with its two takeaways? It scored 10 points. Yeah. One was a pick six. What did the Cowboy, What did the Giants do? Donut. That's a yeah. 10 to nothing advantage for the Cowboys in a game where you lost a lot of talent and you couldn't get off the defensive field. So, and I mean, also, there's the difference. 
we we talk about complimentary football, and I know that people probably get sick and tired of us saying that word, but it means a lot. And when you look at the Dallas Cowboys, what they did, they played completely complimentary football. Okay, so I mean, their defense scored, their offense scored. Their special teams played fine. So, you know, that there's a complimentary aspect of the football game. When you look at the Giants, there was no complimentary aspect at all in all three phases today. Well, you know, Jeff, you, you were a player for a long time. She'll understand when I say this. If the Giants had gotten some points off of those two turnovers, maybe the emotion and the mentality of the game changes at halftime. Of course maybe, it does. Maybe Dallas goes into that locker room saying, man, what in the world is going on here? You know, these guys are banged up, they're battered, they're bruised, they're basically limping out onto the field. Uh, They've got, you know, two-thirds of their roster if they're lucky, and we're in this dogfight with these guys? Who knows? If the Giants had converted those turnovers, they might have actually had the lead at halftime, believe it or not. And then maybe things work in the other direction. But, again, this was just a, a, a... a landslide, a, a snow, a snowball that started down the hill and got worse yeah, and worse as the day went on. Right. Well, the reason why it was so important to score off of those takeaways is Dallas was scoring at a ridiculous rate to begin with entering this game. So when you take possessions away from them, you have to capitalize. Dallas wound up scoring points, whether it was a touchdown or a field goal, on each of their final five possessions. So when you limit them, you've got to be able to make them pay. And unfortunately, the Giants did not do that. Well, stick with us. If you're listening to us on The Fan in New York, we will be right back with more post-game coverage. But it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score, Dallas 44, New York 20, as the Giants will now regroup, returning home to host the Los Angeles Rams, who beat the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football. You've been listening to Giants Football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.